listening to the Loving BDSM Podcast, episode 378. Okay, the Lord's here with the one, the only, the... I don't even know what to say, but I know I love you. John Brownstone. <laughs> I love you too, baby girl. Okay, that's it. That's all. We're done here. Now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this week, uh, before we go on our holiday break, of which we can't stop talking about, for many reasons. One, I'm excited to just take some time away. Two... Uh, I know that some people in our audience are a little bit like me, and they like to feel prepared when things change. And I'm just trying to prepare you, so there you go. Anyway, before I go on our holiday break, we're going to get a little, maybe, I can't promise anything, but maybe a little ranty Mm. with a BDSM Reddit response Uh episode. Well, I I mean, I picked the the ones, and at least one kind of made my ears red, made my neck get hot. So Uh that tells me my blood pressure went up a little bit. Oh, boy. I I don't know what will happen. But could be anything. Could be anything. Mm-mm-mm. Welcome to the Loving BDSM podcast. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you. If you're back for another week, welcome back. Loving BDSM is produced every Friday and Monday for your kinky pleasure and education. And show notes are found at lovingbdsm.net. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite podcast app. You can also follow the show on FetLife at Loving BDSM PC. The PC stands for podcast show. On Instagram and technically threads at that handle I will forever fucking hate. Loving DS and the number one. So that's at Loving DS1. Or on YouTube at youtube.com slash Loving BDSM where you can watch us live stream the podcast every Wednesday. All links are in the show notes. Big thanks as always to our kinky patrons over on Patreon, including our newest peeps. Uh, We're able to keep doing this and being this and whatever this is uh, to enlarge part to our kinky community over on patreon uh, and we are grateful for every fucking one of you we are we are we are i'm really genuinely not sure what we do <laughs> that part of the community if you'd like to join our kinky community and get access to extra content and a discord server with a group of super cool super nice kinksters you can do that just join us at patreon.com slash lords that's patreon.com slash Kayla Lords, or use the link in the show notes. Okay, before we get started on potential rants, I can't promise anything, but whatever. Um, I have 85 million announcements. <laughs> First of all, uh, Friday, December 15th, for YouTube folks, that's the Friday after this video is available. For podcast listeners, it's the day this podcast goes live. Uh, We are doing our monthly YouTube evening live stream at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. It is a demos for dollars. If you pay for super chats, you get to direct to a certain extent what I get hit with. (laughs) Um, X, who I'm not sure is here for the live stream, but I know we'll be around at some point. And I think Andre have already (laughs) prepaid. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they, they waste no time right and i have been told from people who were just witnessing it um that it was a good time for them too so like don't like if you don't have any money it's fine a- apparently watching me get hit with things is is entertainment for for somebody else so that's what we're doing should it should feed the exhibitionist in you as it well it does it does but see now i know what to expect based on last time and i'm a little nervous uh so 9:30 p.m eastern uh on friday december 15th yeah, I, I need to pick some uh stuff out for that don't i yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. and it needs to be something that you can easily like use on camera kind of yeah. situation yeah so no floggers or anything that that won't really work no no um anyway next uh next announcement we uh will be vending as the kinkery 
at an event in Gainesville, Florida, December 30th. That's the Saturday before New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve Eve uh, at a party called the Naughty New Year Masquerade. Uh, that is a ticketed event because it's a party. Um, we're going to sell our hitty thing so people can like buy a hitty thing and go use a hitty thing. Mm-hmm. And that just seems mm-hmm. good to us. Uh, for YouTube folks, I'm not linking to that FetLife event because <laughs> I don't want YouTube to put us in a fucking corner again. Um, if you go to FetLife and search subspace events or naughty new year masquerade party mm-hmm. that's in Gainesville, Florida, you'll find it. Or you could just go to the kinkery site on FET and you'll see that we've, we're... Sure, sure. Yeah, but it, we're not the kinkery on FetLife. We're the kinkery shop. Okay, well... <laughs> it gets confusing. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, but for podcast listeners... It'll be in the show notes there for you Friday. Go. So there See? you go. We'll link directly to it. Um, we're excited. Mm-hmm. Now we've never, this is a, is this a brand new event? A first it, time party? Um, it's not the first time they've started doing them, but they okay. are hoping to do more of them, build enough following that it's worth for them to do more. Gotcha. And um, they're kind of looking forward because, you know, previously from the Ocala Gainesville area, you know, it's a trip either to Orlando or to Tampa, Tampa, Bay. Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, you know, to um, really do anything. And, you know, they're looking to try and bring something uh, a little more um, local, local to the, you know, and regular sure. to the to the community here. We've never done a vending thing at a party, so this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Um of course, when it was presented to us and offered us, we were like, yeah, sure. And I moved on with my life. We had other things going on. And then when I went to like go start grabbing information so we could share with any any of our Florida peeps who mm-hmm. might want to go to such a thing, I finally like paid attention. I was like, oh my God, I might be too old for this because the party is from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I will definitely be drinking lots of coffee during the day in an effort to maybe stay awake. I'm hoping the adrenaline gets me through. And then during the day, there's that day of, there's a munch. Yes, that's very lovely for them. <laughs> I'm going to need to, to uh, take a nap. Um, next announcement. I've said it 10 million times, but I like to keep saying it for those who might not catch mm-hmm. it the first 10 million times. Maybe they'll hear it on the 10 million and once month. First time I just made up a word. Wow. If I don't get a break soon, I'm clearly going to crack more than I've already cracked. Um, but no, I know for people who are like me and like are very routine oriented, it throws people off when like our schedule changes. So I'm just trying to give plenty of warning. <laughs> if you are annoyed by it, be glad you don't need all of the warning. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> got a break for two weeks we're actually gonna make it a break so there will be a video slash podcast episode on monday lola is howling in in the living room um but then after that there's basically nothing we won't live stream um we won't have a podcast episode we won't put the newsletter out um basically if you are a member of our patreon um and you're in our discord you can you can get you can reach us but and the kinkery will be open we will still be kind of working there as well but uh, otherwise we're and i'm actually trying to take a break for the first year and i don't know how long i asked jb i was like you know how normally we spend our quote break our vacation or or whatever we want to call it planning 2024 i don't want to do that i want to come back the first week of january and then plan 2024 and i was like yeah okay yeah Yeah. (laughs) i want to just sit still and mindlessly scroll mindlessly do anything sleep 
watch TV. I don't know what I want to do. Right? I can't even imagine it. But that's I, what we're doing. I, I told Kayla, I said, once once we're officially on break, no more alarm clock. Mm-hmm. I don't. I use an alarm clock because my paranoid brain is like, what if this is the one time you don't wake up before the sun comes up? But uh, I wake I wake up because my I have a some sort of shoulder, arm, neck thing going on. And my numb hands wake me up every morning <laughs> before six o'clock in the morning. So it's fine. <laughs> so it's on the 21th. <laughs> silent. <laughs> silent uh, is coming in for the win that there will be no stream on the 21th. Right. Yeah. 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 Oh, God, we hadn't even gotten started. <laughs> and it's already off the fucking rails. And I, this one is for the for the folks who clearly like us on some level because we're. I'm not even trying to be helpful. I'm just gonna be my goofy ass fucking self, more so than usual. I know I'm always my goofy ass, self, but you know what I mean. Uh, so okay, okay, we're gonna get into this. Um, oh, what are we getting into here? So we have uh, one from the BDSM Am I the Asshole subreddit. I mm-hmm. I beg of you, if you have some fucked up situations, either personally or from Kingsters you know, um, that would be like, a, am I the asshole? Please post in it. This is I, I want this subreddit to thrive. And not just because our friend Rara is the one who like runs it and all that. I mean, yes, but also... <laughs> I love answering these questions. Uh, so <laughs> for this we this time we have one from that subreddit and then the rest are from the BDSM advice subreddit. Uh, we are going to get started with the one from the Am I the Asshole? Here we go. Right. And now this is where I have to lean weirdly towards the screen that makes me look funky in the camera because I, I got old people glasses. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm a 32 kinky female dating a 31 year old vanilla male. Prior to our relationship, I was more active on FetLife and posted pictures of self ties and marks and bruises from impact play scenes. I have tagged play partners in some of my photos, thanking them for great scenes. My posts have always been described as tasteful and I have never just showed everything. All of my quote body photos are also set to friends only. So only people I've met and vetted can see them. Since we started dating four months ago, I have not seen or posted any pictures of my body to my account. I mentioned in passing that there were pictures of me online, but I didn't explicitly state what they were or show them to him. This past weekend, he joined FetLife and saw my account for the first time. When he was signing up, I warned him he might see some things he might not like. Now he says he is hurt because I kept this from him. He calls the comments on my pictures disgusting and the pictures themselves scandalous. He feels like I deceived him by withholding this information about my past online activity. I feel like I am entitled to my privacy about this and that he is judging me for posting pictures of myself online. Am I the asshole for not telling him about my FetLife profile and its contents even after being together four months? For context, I have been open with him about being kinky and in my local community from day one. He has tried to go to munches and events with me, including a dungeon, and to do light activities like spanking during sex and some rope bondage, but he has also told me he has no interest in kink. 
I also found out after the fact that he had problems with activities going on at these events. He has met my friends in the community and liked them until he read some of their comments on my pictures. And now he has a problem with some of the men in the community. He asked me to tell my last play partner to never ever contact me again. He did take the BDSM test and his results were 100% vanilla. We have tried doing a yes, no, maybe list together, but most of his responses were that's intense. Yeah, sure. Or absolutely not. We've talked about me going to the dungeon again, but I would not be allowed to play with any men and I would have to check in with him. I also shared a book with him about mixed kinky vanilla relationships. The title they mentioned, and this is actually the wrong one. It Mm -hmm. was another book, but they tried to give them a resource. Not sure about, okay, blah, blah, blah. And his first response was to ask if the book, quote, told me to leave him. There are also some other non-kink issues I need to address with him. I feel like this relationship is nearing its end, but I want to give it and him the opportunity it deserves. Why? Why? He has kink shamed you and tried to control access to your kink friends. Exactly. Why are we giving him a chance at this point? Yeah. Um, You know, it's, it's it's a fine line. I mean, when you meet somebody and you're dating especially somebody who is not kinky or or part of the the kink lifestyle right you know um yeah that's not something you would just roll out on the first date no and i mean with fat life it's not i mean yes there are people who could see it but mm-hmm. you it's a, it's a, you have to have an account. You have to like, it's sure. not quote just anybody. And even if right. it was, it's her fucking body and pictures and kink. Yes, you can do that. If that's if, correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. I feel like it's just yeah. an incompatibility because it's, right. it's, it's, it's fine to be vanilla. It's fine to be a hundred percent vanilla. There's nothing fucking wrong with that. But this is a person who is claiming, I guess, to care for this person. They've mm-hmm. been together four months, but also wants uh, kink shames and basically mm-hmm. goes, Absolutely, ew, gross. Yeah. Um, likes somebody that he meets until he realizes basically they're kinky and that they probably Either positively did a scene reacted. Or, or commented on right. some of her photos. Yeah. Right. And so then the moment he knows they're kinky and has access to her her pictures or her body in some way, is doesn't like it Uh, not supportive wants Mm -hmm. to control access to friends like i I understand that it is common air quote typical that there are a lot of cis hetero relationships where of either male or female somebody's like i'm not comfortable with you being near somebody of the opposite sex blah 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 and we could talk about that being preferences but i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna give you side eye because actually that sounds like insecurity Mm -hmm. uh yeah i don't consider that a healthy reaction (laughs) to automatically assume whatever whatever and this is playing out but in a kink world where it it feels even more dissonant when i i'm like what this person has <laughs> multiple play partners over time is, is living their hopefully best kinky life. And you, who I'm not going to vanilla shame anybody, but I am going to asshole shame folks. The boyfriend or the whatever is the fucking asshole. Yeah. Not the person asking the question. Mm-hmm. They did not have, they were not under any obligation, especially once they knew 
that their partner did not have a kinky bone in their body and was Correct. judgmental about things they'd seen at the yeah. dungeon and the munch. And and that and why that, would I share that with you at that point? And and even before that is the reason why most people don't talk about that with somebody who is non kinky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it um yeah, just for that reason. Mm-hmm. I mean I you know, I hate to say it, there there is a, a amount of kink shaming that goes on within the community itself, mm-hmm. which which is bad. But then you you throw in the mix, you know, someone who has no kink experience knows very little about the community and, and what we do and you know that is a <laughs> recipe for the perfect storm yeah i agree so i agree because this you know there we we all know that plenty of non-kinksters are extremely judgmental and it sucks and mm-hmm. most of us want to avoid that i mean and not all of them but there there but are plenty of them are yeah. and, and at this point you're this person is in a relationship with somebody who is a judgmental non-kinkster, a kink shamey judgmental non-kinkster. I what is there to salvage at this yeah. point? I could I could understand an honest conversation about wow, I didn't expect to see that. Yeah. You know, can you tell me why you didn't tell me? It feels weird that I didn't know. But to I mean, to immediately feel some sense of disgust or whatever about the comments left on it, about the fact that it was done about mm-hmm. these play partners that, and you know, she adds the caveat that she'd not hidden her kink life. Right. So this person was agreeing to be in the relationship, knowing that their partner had previous partners. And quite frankly, most of us have previous partners. Yeah. Like, right. Come on now. <sighs> yeah. The person is not the asshole that is, that is easily answered. No, you're not the asshole. Uh, to me, you waiting to even talk about this or not willing, being willing to talk about this with them and not feeling like you wanted to share that part of you, I think that was some part of you knowing you couldn't. I th- yeah. I, I mean, I, you've just proven why maybe if you're you know not dating a kinkster who's already on FetLife and like might have their own issues but basically gets it, yeah, I see why you would have waited. And that's another thing. I've I've done this to not in this kind of situation, but I have told people, if you go to this kink space, if you go, hey, when I've talked to my family about what I do, I'm like, if I tell you or I send you to the site, you can't unknow what you're about to fucking learn. What you see, yeah. And I I am not responsible for how you feel about it. And that was him. She was like, you're not gonna like what you see. You're not prepared for this. Mm -hmm. And he did it anyway, but now... His feelings are her fucking problem. No. Right. No, no, no. No, I'm not sure what we're salvaging there no. and what we're trying to, especially if then in the very last bit, it's like, we have issues that aren't kink related. I bet the fuck you do. Right. <laughs> yep. And that's, you know, I'll say this. It's not to say that non-kinksters who are dating kinksters can't have feelings and feel weirded out and be unsure and be confused. Like, Absolutely. But if the response is an immature response, unless you want to be the one that helps them grow up in a fucking yeah. hurry and learn how to have adult conversations, mm-hmm. what are we doing there? And, and you know, this, this isn't the norm either. I mean, I, I have known people who are kinksters who are in a relationship with somebody who's non-kinky, mm-hmm. you know, and they're secure enough in who they are in their relationship to say, well, you know, I'm not really into this, but go enjoy yourself. Right. 
Right. And I can see there being conversations about what they're comfortable with and what they're not, but to mm-hmm. basically forbid all everything, you yeah. know, I can, that does not surprise me that a non kinky partner would be like, I'm not comfortable with you doing any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Those to have those feelings that, that oh, you get to have those feelings. I think it just is then a sign that maybe there's no compatibility there because if that person is like, but I need this, I want this, I'm a happier person with this and you are not comfortable, like your boundary is you don't want a partner who's going to have other Mm -hmm. partners and do these kinds of things, then what are we doing here? Right. I mean, you, you, you know, you tell somebody, no, you have to give up that part of your life. Right. Because I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I'm uncomfortable with it. Um, you know that that is a a recipe for disaster for for the right. other person to build resentment because you can't just tamp down right you know who you are and 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 Mm-mm. you know no and the way this person describes it clearly it's it's an important integral part of their life who they are yeah right so there it's just it's just you're with the wrong partner mm-hmm. you just with the, and then for them to be shamey and shitty about it even yeah more so. even yeah okay so before I get into the next one. Mm-hmm. The next post did not have a content warning, but as I read it, I was like, it probably should for anybody coming across (laughs) it. So the poster of this next one does not frame what happened as sexual assault, but I think a reasonable person listening to what happened, and they don't go into huge detail, but they do go into a little bit, might think so, okay? So if you're like, yeah, no, I am I am not here to listen to that, especially it's within a, a BDSM context. If you do not have the the anything, the wherewithal to want to listen to that, you should skip it on YouTube. I'm wait I'm gonna wave at the camera when I get started until I get timestamps in. Lola. Um for podcast listeners, um, by the time this episode comes out, I'll know how long the conversation is. Just check the show notes for how long you need to fast forward. But for YouTube folks, until there are timestamps, I'll wave at you uh, to let you know that we're starting and we're ending the conversation if you want to skip it. (coughs) So just, yeah, I don't, it's not like the worst thing I've ever read or read aloud for this uh, show, but it, I still want to give people warning because I feel like part of the, my response to the responses why did you not think this was worse than it was? So about to get started. I'm waving at the camera. Ooh. So if you want to mute until I wave again, there we go. Podcast listeners, check the show notes to figure out how long you need to fast forward for. Okay. Okay. Title. My dom insisted on a new safety rule and then violated it less than a week later. Was the onus on me to remind him? Hmm. A week ago, my 35 female Dom, 35 male, also my boyfriend of 10 months, and I engaged in a very hot, very rough, anal, consensual non-consent scene. We didn't use lube by mutual prior agreement. Afterwards, there was quite a lot of blood. He clearly felt bad about going a little too hard, and while we were cleaning up, he said something along the lines of, I'm sorry that happened. From now on, we will definitely use lube to make sure we're not causing any actual damage. I care about you so much, and I never want to do things to you that could actually injure you. It made me feel really loved that he decided that with no prompting from me, he was really good with aftercare that night, but I didn't feel like I needed much special treatment because his words made me feel so seen and cared for. 
This weekend, he had apparently had a little too much to drink. I couldn't really tell he was intoxicated at all. He holds his liquor very well and went into quote primal mode while I was giving him a blowjob. He grabbed me by my hair, threw me down onto the bed and shoved his cock into my ass without lube again. I didn't safe word before he started because it happened so suddenly. When he threw me down, I was expecting vaginal sex, specifically because he had so recently insisted on not doing dry anal again. I did manage to say something like, please not my ass again, but he might've thought that that was just CNC dirty talk. I also didn't say for during because the pain was tolerable and because I was experiencing the freeze part of the fight flight freeze response. There was a lot of blood again. This time he didn't really acknowledge it or offer much in the way of aftercare aside from falling asleep spooning like we always do. Our longstanding rule is that spontaneous rough anal always has to be followed up with aftercare. I'm feeling pretty disappointed and hurt. I brought it up last night and he said he had completely forgotten about saying he wouldn't do that again. And then in the future, I should say yellow if I need to pause and remind him of a rule that he's blanking on. He also reminded me this weekend that I should say for it if I think he's too drunk to engage in kink responsibly. But again, he didn't seem drunk at all and had only had about four drinks, which is pretty typical for him most nights. That seems like an acceptable course of action, but I'm still dismayed that it was so easy for him to forget. We're supposed to move in together soon, and this has shaken some of my faith in his concern for my long-term well-being. I realize slash agree that I should have used my safe word. So I know I bear some of the responsibility here, but I was wrong to assume, but was I wrong to assume he would remember? How do I put aside my bad feelings about this? You bear none of the goddamn responsibility for what the fuck happened. Right, no, no, they don't. Um, you know, what the if, 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 if this person, this Dom cannot remember a, a, a rule that he put in place a week ago, um, some serious, serious shit. Two, um, you know, again, this is just another, I'm sorry, I know there are people who practice safely with, with drinking and, and you know, but this, this is just another... This is a um, classic example of how it doesn't fucking mix. Right. But also... I don't even care that he was drinking. He made a rule, broke it, and then told her that it had been her responsibility to fucking remind him of a rule. Mm-hmm. Don't just throw the whole air quote Dom away. Throw him in fucking jail. Yeah. Just, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? And and I mean, you know, the, the whole four drinks thing, um, you know, four drinks uh, is, is is a good amount of drinks makes me wonder if he does that most nights if he's a functional alcoholic right because if you can't quote tell mm-hmm. that means that you know usually that means that that that's normal right. for them like whatever that is is right because mm. you know there's there there's some things to consider here for drinks okay over how long a time period okay you know did he mm-hmm. drink these drinks you know with, with within an hour or were they spaced out over an entire evening how strong was he mixing these drinks? You know, so these these are all things that, um, you know, you, you have to think about here. But the, the fact that the second time he just went at it like that right. with, without even caring, no. She is not 
the asshole, he is definitely. Yeah, she bears no responsibility. No, you know, no. Her, her end question here is, was I wrong to assume he would remember? No, the fuck you weren't wrong. You had, you had every reasonable expectation that the rule he set seven fucking days ago that he would abide by. And especially mm-hmm. if he's not done something like this in the past, that does not put the onus on her to like have just known that this would happen. But it does all I ask that I say that because is this tr- genuinely the first time? And so it's even more shocking or have there been things going on that she just didn't recognize as red flags or things? Cause we all, I mean, we've all had those relationships where somebody does something shitty and you go, Oh, it's fine. Or you haven't, they make mm-hmm. an excuse that sounds plausible. Like me wanting to know is not to say that she could have foreseen this. Cause no, she fucking couldn't right. have. I want to know because I want to know how much of a douche is. I don't even have the words of what to call this motherfucker. Yeah, what yeah. I want to know how bad it's been because I I feel like I can be even angrier than I already fucking am. So no, you were not wrong to assume mm-hmm. that he would remember. And I how mean, do you put your about aside your bad feelings about it? I don't know that you fucking do right. therapy. Dump his fucking ass first if you can mm-hmm. safely get the fuck out of there. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh okay. Okay, my ears, my ears are red. <laughs> it's bad all the way around. It's abusive. It's assault. Yeah. It's a lack of responsibility, which becomes the bare minimum once we're talking about abuse mm. and assault. Mm-hmm. But it's a la- the lack of responsibility. It's the, this, it is, I think somebody said in the live stream, it is take, it's pushing all of the, the excuses onto her, making it her fault and her problem right. when it was his actions and his, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, some somebody in the stream basically said it's gaslight. It's, it's gaslighting. Oh my! Fu- I mean, yeah. You should remind me of a fucking rule. Fuck you. Right. Fuck you so hard. Fuck right. you so hard. Right. 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 I mean, I was. You know what? Before we even got into the the awful, awful of this post, when it was like we decided to do an anal CNC scene with no lube, I was like, no. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, because even. In a carefully choreographed scene where they felt like they understood the expectations, there still could have been injury that occurred. Yeah. You know, and he almost sounded a little bit like the hero by being, like, caring that she had experienced actual harm. But then, then to just not care and then to dis- And then to dismiss it. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so now she's questioning what she's supposed to right. do. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm listening to this at the very end. They say, you know... They should have used their safe word, but oh, in that case, would this Dom even have acknowledged it? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. <sighs> this person, the air quote Dom, is awful. Yep. That was assault, easily. Yes. Um what I want to do is gather up that person and go, here, let's get you the fuck away and let him be a dumpster fire on his fucking own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know that there's much to add. It is enraging. It is enraging. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to wave at the camera now for anybody who muted, who did not want to be part of that conversation to be able to come back. I'm waving. Come back. Okay. <laughs> Podcast <laughs> listeners. Hopefully you're, you've fast forwarded and you're here now. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. We're gonna, we're gonna go to the next one. I, I, yeah, that was the only one I felt the need to like put a warning on because that was just, okay. Okay. My blood pressure down so I can read the next one. Okay. Here we go. Uh, the title of this one is feeling that the praise is quote empty. 
Recently, I expressed to a dom that I see semi-regularly that I have a really difficult time keeping motivation with a lot of mundane things, cleaning my space, working out, all that type of stuff. He suggested that if I wanted, he could give me a list of tasks that I should do throughout the week. And if I complete everything, I would be allowed to go see him for playtime. I said yes to this agreement and it honestly has kept me on top of everything I need to do. And I'm thankful that he wanted to do this with me because I wouldn't have had the balls to ask him myself. For context, we aren't super, super close personally and rarely talk unless it's to schedule some playtime. Now I love being praised, love being called a good girl, love it all, I eat it up. But for some reason, whenever he praises me for getting things done, it feels so empty, baseless, mandatory. Like it's not coming quote from his chest is what I mean. It's the same good girl, so proud of you over and over. And to be honest, our first scene since after making this rule was extremely lackluster. And yes, I hyped it up 100% thinking this was gonna be a crazy insane scene. But even if I hadn't, I still would have been like, oh, that was very mediocre. After our scene ended, I just was like, he's probably not in the right headspace today. We still had some good conversation afterwards though. Maybe my tolerance for impact and pain has gone up since we first started doing things together, but I left with not even a tiny bruise on me. Again, he most likely was just not in the headspace, but my overthinking has gotten to me. The other thing is too, he has a lot of other partners. Like every time I look up, he's got someone else with him. Not that I really care, but I'm just like, was I another notch in his belt? Does he just wanna say that he has a quote, young sub? Context, I'm the youngest person he sees. Does he actually really even care about what I'm doing at all? Maybe I'm too emotional about it. Maybe I'm too self-deprecating for my own good. I just don't know how to feel. Hmm. I think that many people, maybe not all, because I can see situations where maybe you wouldn't, but I think a lot of people can tell when praise is sincere mm-hmm. and when it is not. Well, it's it's just like, you know, telling somebody you love them, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Um, when used in the right context, you know, yeah. It convey, you know, I love you. It's the right. tone. It's the look. And, it's the and everything. It's, it's the tone. It's Sorry. the look. It's everything that goes with it. <laughs> you did yes. it good. You did a good one. <laughs> Thank you. But, you know, words become empty after they're said so much. Especially if there's nothing to go with them. With that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there there may be something to what she's saying. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it comes down to a fact sometimes um, show me, don't tell me kind of thing. Mm -hmm. All right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, there there might be something behind what she's thinking, feeling. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This is one of those times I would go, if that's what it feels like, absolutely trust your instinct on that one. Yeah. Because I think. Yeah, other outside of some specific circumstances, I think most people you get a sense. Now you can question yourself and you can doubt yourself and you can overthink it, mm-hmm. which that may be what she's doing as well. But I th- yeah. I think she knows. I think you can just tell when you've gotten a genuine like a heartfelt. You did a good job, right? Mm-hmm. I also I don't know if it's the same issue or if it's two separate issues. In the comments on this post, people considered it two separate issues. The um. This person has a lot, the Dom has a lot of partners and you know, she's mm-hmm. feeling like a notch. Here's the thing, if the praise is not, I, I think they kind of go together because if the praise does not, is the experience with the partner does not feel genuine and authentic, mm-hmm. 
I think that if you know they have multiple partners, then yeah, you're gonna go, am I Am I just part of the collection here? And I'm, I'm not important enough as an individual. I'm, I'm, I'm a notch. Yeah. I'm a, a pretty yeah. in the, the, you know, bouquet of submissives this person has. I'm, I'm the mm-hmm. reason this person can say I have this many subs or I, you know, whatever, whatever it might right, be. Right, 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 right. You know, I think that's a fair question to think when you mm-hmm. do not think you're having an authentic experience. Right with your partner now (laughs) if everything feels worth trying to salvage all of this has to have a conversation yes there should you know i can understand a little bit of nerves around this if you have never had to have a hard conversation with a partner before but i personally do not think that there's a submissive on the fucking planet who should be afraid to go to their dom and go that that scene we did, yeah. uh, it was, uh, how do you feel about it? Because yeah. uh, here, here are some things now, I need that I didn't get. I f- we should yeah. now, be able to have those conversations. Now, now, to be fair and, you know, kind of be the uh, devil's advocate here, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, every scene I've ever had, you know, not every one of them has been a hundred percent. No, you know, and they're, they're not going to be. There, there are there are times I'm I'm off my game. Sure. And you know, it, it's it's just kind of getting through. You yeah, know? I mean, yes. So that's just you know, every the everybody of has an off. Right, but but the thing is, it's not about having the off day. Mm-hmm. It's about can I am I comfortable enough, safe enough? Is there enough of something between us? Because it's not all we've been married a hundred years and we're going to yeah. be together forever kind of thing. Do I feel secure enough in this connection that I can go to you and go? I am so glad we could be together for a scene. Um, can we talk about how it went down? Can we talk about the next scene? Here's some things that I would have you know would like to experience, like figuring out the best way to. To have the conversation absolutely depends on the interpersonal relationship. To you, I could go, how do you feel about that? And we're usually on the same wavelength. You would go, that was not my best. And no. I'd go, it was not your worst, but you- <laughs> It definitely can, wasn't my best either. What yeah. do we want to do next? Like, right. We have that kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. But the ability to have the, what might feel like a difficult conversation to do critical feedback of, I didn't quite get what I needed. What can we do next time without, you know, being insulting Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like that's an important part of any ongoing dynamic. Sure. And, and, and that's something we kind of started early on in the beginning to, you know, uh, call it what you will, but like debrief after a mm -hmm, scene. mm -hmm. So if you've got the, Am I just a notch? Praise doesn't feel genuine and authentic. And I didn't have a good scene. And, you know, I think it's adding up to something. Is it possible it's adding up to, you know, your own insecurities getting in your way? Sure, of course. Is it possible that your instincts are telling you, "Mm, maybe this isn't what I thought this was? Also sure. Mm -hmm. The first step is always, can you have a conversation about it? And can you at least try? And what is their reaction? Mm -hmm. Like if this person is just (laughs) gathering up subs, right? I think somebody said a harem in the live (laughs) chat. Um, (laughs) And their immediate reaction is negative deflection. Not my fault. You're full of shit, blah, blah, blah. I feel like then whatever your instincts are about the, the, the negativity of this relationship, the bad side, Mm -hmm. they've just proven it to you. Like you don't have to give more time and energy to quote, fix it let us just remove ourselves from the harem mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. But if they're like, oh shit, that's not what I wanted. That's, you know, that's not, I was trying and oh God, okay, let's mm-hmm. talk about this. Then maybe there's something salvageable there. Yeah, I know. 
And and Rara brings up that you know some some submissives may be hesitant mm-hmm. to share their feelings with their dominant, absolutely, which, which is absolutely true. But you still got to do it. You, you still got to do it because in the long run, that is actually doing a disservice, right, to the relationship because it it's a it's a matter, you know. In, in any relationship, kinky, non-kinky, whatever whatever it is that you, you do that you like, you know, it's about growth. And if somebody doesn't know what the other one is feeling right. or, you know, there there is no room for growth. And they're not getting point. their needs met or they're dissatisfied. Right. I mean, we don't know anything about this dom. And so is it that they're collecting submissives and they just they just want to be able to say they have a number and they don't actually genuinely care for them. I mean, yes, yes. We've any mm-hmm. of us who have spent any time in the kink space online, we have seen some version of that. But is yeah. it also possible, maybe not equally possible, <laughs> but possible that he wants to have a good relationship with this person. He wants to give them what they need, but Doms aren't mind readers. And and truly the a good test, not a perfect one, not the ultimate one, but a good test of is this person actually trying or do they want to try and have something good with me? Yeah, as much as I want to have something good with them, is mm-hmm. how they will eventually at least respond to feedback and respond to you going, Hey, I'm so glad we could be together and have this, but I, I'm not getting some of what I need, or this is how I feel. Right. You know, I think we had this conversation in a very recent episode where sometimes the initial reaction is negative because, cause they feel attacked and they're not handling themselves well. And you know, you get to decide for yourself if you're going to tolerate a relationship where they they have that immediate reaction before they cool down and can have a fucking conversation with you. But if they can come back to the table and have a conversation with you, then you've got something to build upon. Yeah. And if they cannot, if they stay in deflection, blaming, you know, mm-hmm. blame and shame you kind of mode, to me that tells you that the question you should ask yourself then is what the fuck am I doing here? If if mm-hmm. you cannot hear me say that I am not a hundred and percent completely satisfied with you all of the fucking time if your ego can't fucking stand it then what the fuck are we doing here because as you have said many times and we say all the time it becomes a revelation to some people doms aren't perfect you're not fucking mind readers and you're gonna get it wrong at times and sometimes Mm. it's not even getting it wrong it's just a you were going for an experience a situation and it Mm -hmm. didn't work the way you intended and that is not that is not, to, for somebody to bring that up is not a mark against your ability to be a fucking dominant. It's just a, hey, let me give you the feedback so the next mm-hmm. time we can have a good scene can, together. Right. We can Let's continue make it better. forward in yeah. a good way. Mm-hmm. And yes, I absolutely recognize that submissives find that very difficult to do. And I am happy to be the ambassador that says, <laughs> I need you to get the fuck over that in whatever way you need to do and start having hard conversations. Yeah, what she said, okay? It ain't easy. I mean, I was ready to swallow my tongue the first time I had Whoa. to tell JB something negative. Had to physically write yep. it down on paper because I couldn't say the words. But the conversation had to happen. It just does. Mm-hmm. And either shitty partners wave a red flag so you know, mm-hmm. let this one go. And a good partner, a potentially good partner goes, okay, this is hard for me to hear and this is hard for me to take. But, but let's have the conversation. Yeah. Right. So. Deep breath. <sighs> okay. <laughs> <sighs> I didn't know that one was going to make me rant, 
but here we are. <laughs> okay, so this next one is not heavy, but it gave me immediate thoughts, and I wondered what your thoughts were and if they matched up to my thoughts. Okay. Hmm. This one is feeling more submissive when low energy. Too long didn't read. My dominant partner is discovering being submissive for the first time in their life with me, but only gets in that mindset when low energy. Here we go. Hi, all. I am currently in my first ever romantic relationship that also involves DS. And when I started dating my partner a year ago, they were certain they were 100% dominant without any interest for switching, having been a dom in BDSM context for 10 plus years. While I was happy to be their sub and explore new things through that lens, as a newbie kinkster, I always quote, warned them that there might be new things I wish to discover through my journey. They always said they'd let me try things on them if I ever wanted, with a caveat that it's not really going to do anything for them and that when they tried subbing in the past, that was not a pleasant experience as the quote, loss of control didn't agree with them. Well, about six months into the relationship, my partner started to sometimes act submissive towards me. I'm really appreciative for their openness and the ability to be vulnerable with me. After this happened a couple of times, they mentioned this is the first instance they'd actually enjoyed such role reversal because they can really trust me. This is not a particularly common occurrence still, and I haven't really consciously planned any doming scenes for them or anything like that. However, what I noticed is that pretty much every time my partner got into the submissive mood was when they were low energy, like after a long and active day, not having had enough sleep, feeling a bit under the weather. I wonder if any switches out here feel a similar way, like you only want to sub when you don't have the energy to dom, or if anyone else had a quote, subby awakening when they were particularly exhausted. Another point that makes me slightly uneasy is that if this is the only scenario where I get to dom my partner, it starts to feel a bit exploitative, exploitative, uh, even though on all occasions my partner still initiated and we both enjoyed the sessions, so safe to assume they felt well enough to go on. Any advice on how to reframe this in my mind? So mm. I can't answer on the switching. I'm not going to try switches. Yeah. Feel free to chime in because that ain't that ain't my wheelhouse. Mm. I mean, but, the 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 only thing I I think I can feel to say, and and that's from having listened to some switches. You know, um, I I don't believe. You know, it's it's a, a switch to say, you know, oh, I'm going to be big D this moment, and you know, and next moment, oh, I'm going to be sure little less. Um, I think there are certain things that that bring that about. Mm -hmm. So I am not surprised to think that after this person maybe had a long day, that they're exceedingly tired. You know, that the day may have been stressful, and to them that may be their trigger. Okay, I I this happened and and I need to let it go and, and let somebody else step up. The immediate thing I thought about, and it's because I can relate to the feeling, so I'm, mm -hmm. I'm putting my own stuff on this. This could be completely not true at all. But the thought, the thing I immediately, thought Amelia had was how I, it's a thing, a part of my submission I fought against of being a baby girl and for, for me being on the spectrum of littles. I'm not saying this person that their sub side is like that, but it was the desire to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. I want somebody to take care of me. I want somebody to be a caregiver, to nurture, to look after me. And it is, in, we cannot know because we don't know the, the other person's thoughts and their experience, but it is entirely possible that one, because of this relationship where they've said they feel safe enough. Mm -hmm. And two, for at least right now, 
they feel they're able to be submissive or let their submissive side out in a moment of vulnerability where they're just, they got no more to give. Mm -hmm. And now in however they interpret it in their mind and it feels for them, it's a let, can somebody else take care of me? Mm -hmm. Can you decide, can you be the one? And I would Mm -hmm. say that, you know, part of it is because they were so firm in the beginning that, oh, I'm totally a hundred percent Dom, right? And then they found the right relationship with the person that brought it out of them and they felt safe enough mm-hmm. and the intimacy was there and blah, 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 and their guard is coming down, that this might be, for now, the only way they can express it. Because if you have decided and proclaimed for anybody to hear that you are 100% anything, even if you've tried, even if you're open to the idea, mm-hmm. to discover that there's a part of you that is not that 100% can feel a little jarring like i think different people have different feelings about it but mm-hmm. it would not be uncommon to go wait was i completely wrong do i not know myself or to have that moment of oh in this moment when i'm just super tired or i don't feel good yeah i can let go because look at me i'm really t-. like you can kind of like i don't use the t- word i'm not saying make excuses like in a negative connotation but like you can tell yourself all kinds of things for why you can do it now mm-hmm. that you can't do it in another context because you're not quite ready for yourself to commit to the fact of, oh, with this person and in, in the relationship we've cultivated, yeah, I can be submissive and I feel safe within myself to do that. So you have to, you, you know, you find that moment where it feels kind of easy or your guard is down a little bit or whatever, whatever, you know, again, it's gonna be different for everybody. I true, would true. love for switches to act, to chime in with actual experience because mm-hmm. we don't have that. But when I when when they were talking about how their partner can only get subby when they're in that that I'm needy kind of mode mode, I'm like that that's somebody who maybe they wouldn't use the words, but that's a please take care of me vibe. I can submit to you because you're taking care of me because I'm in that moment where I need somebody to take care of me. And if that's their Mm -hmm. entry point with this particular partner or in general, I think that's fine. It doesn't have to have the caregiver vibe. Like they don't have to use any of the the language of the labels of that, but that can be where it starts. I mean, I, (laughs) I used to feel really guilty before I understood what kink was and before I understood that I was a submissive for desperately wanting somebody to fucking take care of me because I had been raised in the sort of the late 80s 90s tradition of if you know you need to be an independent woman you don't need no fucking man and i was like i mean technically no but i'd like one <laughs> i'd like somebody to tell me what to do uh, please you know and then poof oh, oh you're submissive and i'm like oh well, that makes a lot more sense um so that i mean that's purely like subjective now the part where um let me find the question again where they're like, you know, it feels a bit um, exploitative. exploitative. I know I'm, I'm fucking over that word. That I think is maybe because they haven't really had the conversation of what their partner is getting out of this moment, what they need, what they like, how it's working for them. Because at that point now you are projecting your fears that you're taking advantage of them. Have, have they said that? Have they indicated? You know, if you haven't had a conversation already, you need to have a conversation. Like I see this and I see this is when we're doing this. You know, this is how it's making me feel. Can we talk this through? Um, And especially if they are fully engaged with you when you're doing it and they have the ability to withdraw consent and you know, you're not actually pressuring them, then 
yeah, have the conversation and let them explicitly say, this is what I want. This is working for me. Um, advice on how to reframe it in their mind. I don't. JB's off behind the camera watching Lola outside lose her shit. He might have a better thought, but I have to get him back to the microphone and in front of the camera. Lola, Lola, Lola. She is. Okay. So the. She's in a mood today. The final part of this uh, this person's post mm-hmm. that I don't know if I have any good thoughts on right. is if you have any advice on how they can reframe how they're feeling about their partner's submission and how it fe- how they're feeling how that, about it in their mind to reframe that. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, I I don't know. I really think I, it comes down to talking to your partner and trusting your partner. Well, there there has to be a conversation, obviously. Um, you know, because, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, you know, about the – that she says it, it feels exploitative. Um, I, I think, yeah, the, the person is being vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. More than anything. It's when they're able to let their guard down. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's commendable that you've, they've developed a relationship where this person feels that safe. There mm-hmm. are a lot of things. You and I have had this conversation many times in the past. There are a lot of things you might start out at the beginning of a relationship going, I don't do this. I won't do this. I don't mm-hmm. like that. Whatever, whatever. Based on previous experiences with it and how you how you did it. Right. And or how you think that that kink thing works and what will happen. Yeah. And then as you feel safe, as you develop the trust and the bond with your partner, as you have experiences that don't threaten any boundaries at all with them and you you mm-hmm. realize who they are and who you are with them, then yeah, a lot of people will go, oh, well, let me rethink one or two of those things. Yeah. The other thing that's key telling in this is that this partner had had that first subbing experience and hadn't liked it. Well, then my question would be, what kind of sub experience was that? And how is that differing from this one? Because was it a dynamic that didn't work for them? Was it the type of submission that did not hit any of their buttons? And this one, this type, however they're engaging and it does. does. But yeah, to reframe it, I don't think you necessarily do that on your own. I Mm -mm. think you just have a conversation with your partner and you fucking trust them if they say, this is what I want, this feels good to me, but assuming they have earned your trust. But you know what I mean? Like- I I, I think that's probably, yeah, definitely a conversation uh, about, you know, what's going on from both sides. And, And I think what needs to happen too, just like any relationship, you know, you you have to set boundaries. You have, you know, this is a soft limit. This may be a hard limit, and and I think maybe um, with with this, there may not have has been that conversation mm-hmm. that they've not set boundaries for what. And it's what, just what. sort of happening mm-hmm. organically, which is is nice, especially yeah. in a an established relationship where you feel safe to do that. But also sure. that just because something happens organically does not mean there doesn't need to be a conversation. Sure, sure, it. sure, sure. <laughs> Okay, anything else you would add about this one? No. Okay, we're going to go to our last one. All right. And the the response to this, I think, is fairly simple. Okay. It still made my ears turn red, so. Oh, goodness. Okay. They, the title is Real BDSM. I'm writing this two days after a really hard and heavy impact scene on Friday night. I'm in drop, which I think has to do with how I feel about this and why I'm looking for advice or outside neutral opinions. 
Anyway, Friday was the first time I have played in five months. It was a dual topping scene that we negotiated for a week leading up to the actual night of. I told my tops for the scene that I used red slash yellow and plain language in scene to communicate. We set up on center stage at the dungeon with me standing, arms overhead, wrists buckled into leather restraints connected to a chain hoist. That sounds odd. (laughs) We started out kind of medium and then built up to a heavy constant pace. They took turns that lasted for 37 minutes. I basically went until my body was going to give out on me and called it. I didn't even call red. I just said I needed to be let down. During the scene, I processed different kinds of pain and endured it all. It was super hard. It was the hardest I've gone in a while and it was the hardest I've gone in a single scene. Afterwards, I received phenomenal aftercare and felt physically exhausted, but mentally and emotionally very good. Yesterday, I even made it out to a munch and heard several good comments on how I impressed people with the scene. Today, I learned that one of my good friends described the scene to another person as third world torture rather than conventional BDSM, and it is starting to bother me. Someone whose opinion I value thought the scene wasn't real BDSM. I'm struggling with how I feel about this and wonder if I've done something wrong somehow. Have I crossed a line somewhere? I know it's hard to ask opinions from others who haven't witnessed the scene, but I'm looking for advice on how to process slash address this. Thanks in advance. I'm sorry, that good of a friend? I'd be like, what the actual fuck? Right. You said something about me you couldn't say to me, First of fucking all, mm-hmm. but also you couldn't because you knew you were kink shaming. What the actual, if you thought I was in danger, what kind of good friend doesn't say something to me? Right. Or if if you think something is that extreme, um, that's why they have dungeon monitors. Right. Why aren't you, at, I mean, if you actually if, cared if you, and this wasn't a point of gossip. Yeah. You're going if, to somebody going, I am worried if, about my friend. If, if you really thought that that scene was, was crossing a serious line then yeah why did not why did you not get a dungeon monitor to intervene right so so how do you address this process and and, uh, go for their fucking throat verbally yeah i mean and and then to you know say that it's not real oh that's so kink shamey that's so kink shamey yeah i mean you know again what constitutes real what constitutes that's we're back to one true wayism thinking yeah. if it does not fit my narrowly defined thought on what kink is it's it it's not real it doesn't fit it's wrong somehow mm-hmm. hate it gross yeah. throw I the mean, whole friend out you know oh god one person's scene may not be another absolutely but it doesn't make it any less real or wrong right okay there there was a situation um at a club years ago where somebody had a very intense scene and there were some people who thought that there was something wrong with it and um you know nothing was said during the right. scene you know, but afterwards there was a whole lot of mm-hmm. chatter, fucking gossip chatter. and chatter. And and the person who it was about basically kind of stood up and said, you know what? The person I was doing with this scene consented to everything I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
They consented to everything I did. They wanted to ha- what happened to happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, while it may have been extreme for a lot of you, this is what... Mm-hmm. Right. It does, You don't have to want to fucking do it. Yeah. Don't. If you don't like it, mm-hmm. don't do it. Ta-da. In this situation, the part that pisses me off, I mean, part of it is the, to call it not real BDSM or it was torture mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever. The part of it is this person labeled this gossipy so-and-so as a good friend. Mm-hmm. For the question they're asking of how do I accept this, get my mind around it, I think the part you have to accept is this person is not your friend. Right. A real friend, either in the moment, if they genuinely thought you were in danger, mm-hmm. they would have gone to seek help. How do right. I stop this scene? I'm very worried about my friend. Mm-hmm. If they couldn't have done that or they had their own freeze moment, that happens in high stress moments, yeah. they immediately, the moment they could contact you as a good friend and would have been like, are you okay? I mm-hmm. am worried about mm-hmm. you. But no, what they did was they went behind your back and they gossiped about you. They are not a good fucking right. friend. Because again, and, and this and this is something that has been um, talked about at an at an any number of dungeons dungeons um, that I've been to, you know, they tell you if you are going to be doing an intense scene within the guidelines of what's allowed right. at the dungeon, um, let the DMs know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let them know beforehand, so that way, if somebody does go to them and say, "Hey, you know." this looks like a problem, the M can say, no, it's not. We were aware of what right. was going to happen. And, and here's the thing. This person, I mean, I'm pretty impressed. They're like, it's, it's been a while, but this is, we negotiated. I was very clear in my communication that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like they prepared for this fucking scene. I feel like in, from the, and I mean, again, I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. It's subjective. They were that prepared. I really think that if in their mind, this was, air quote, this real fucking hard, extreme scene, because that is so subjective, right? Yeah. That they probably would have then mentioned all the other fucking safety protocols they went through. This was an impact scene with two tops hitting a person until they decided they were fucking done. I mean, that, not to be completely like... Uh, there's a word I was looking for, dismissive of anything, but I'm sorry, that sounds like the most fucking standard fucking scene in a dungeon I've ever fucking heard of. (laughs) So I have questions for the quote, good friend, and like, I'm not gonna kink shame and say that what they do isn't real BDSM, but come on, give me a goddamn break. Yeah, I know. Like, we're not talking about, you know, there was like blood dripping everywhere, apparently, according to like, like, Mm -hmm. I just I just saw the live stream chat. They're like rant number three. Sorry. <laughs> um, hey, going out I and just, bang before break. You I know? you know I think the part that gets to me about this is not just the one true way as I'm thinking, mm-hmm. and not just the it's not you know I wouldn't do it so nobody should do it. It's not just that. Like it's yeah. that. It's the fact that this person thought that that was a good friend, and nothing grinds my goddamn gears more than. F- people that you're supposed to be able to trust and depend on fucking gossiping about you and talking about yeah. behind, about you behind your back and then you feeling fucking mm. bad like you have to like do something about this. No, they have just yeah. lost all the privilege of being your fucking friend. Right. And I'm the type of person I would just literally never speak to them again because that's how I handle these things. 
maybe this is how that person handled these things too. And you know, it sh- I I would imagine it hurts them. They're, they sure. they are upset by this and I get to be righteously angry on their behalf and I'm glad to fucking do it. Mm. But like that's that's not a fucking friend. No, it's not. It's, a, it's not. I, I don't know the gender of anybody here, but the the uh trope of the mean girlfriend. That's what it fucking sounds like. Mm. I you know, I'm yeah. so concerned about you that I can talk about you but not to you. Fuck you. Yeah. Eh. I I mean we got Lola. Sorry, uh, Lola. Did Lola jump on that She's one. She's giving me a worried look, y'all. Yeah. I mean, mm, you know, there there are things in kink that I don't like. Absolutely. fucking okay. There's things I don't want to watch. Like, and, mm, no thank you. You know, un- unlike you, if I'm if I'm at a dungeon or a party, I enjoy watching I scenes. Watch. I know you we know. We know. I I enjoy. Now, you know, if somebody's doing something that that I'm not into, mm-hmm. all right? I'm going to be like, "Oh, you shouldn't do that." No, I'm going to occupy myself doing something else while they right. while they do that. Exactly. Same same thing like on 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 FET. You know, if I see something, I'm, I just keep going right by it. The principle applies in non kinky social media. Everybody feels like they got to share their opinion of something they didn't like that they saw online. When actually, their mature response is just to fucking keep scrolling. You don't like the scene that you watched? Don't watch the scene, right? Or do something else, or what the mm-hmm. fuck ever. Yeah. Oh my god! So, oh, I'm so upset on this person's behalf. <laughs> right? <sighs> <laughs> yeah. And I hope what this person actually has in their life are actual, genuine good friends. Yeah. Um, so that the loss of this fake friend is like a blip, mm-hmm. and they know what genuine friendship feels like. Yes. I also, and we don't know the details of this person, like their age, their gender, or whatever. I know, I know this happens throughout like any age that we might be, but I know it tends to be really common for younger people. Like, Cause I remember like in my early, t- early to mid twenties, you still had that thought of the more friends you have, the better. <laughs> and so you kept frenemies around cause you're like, but they're my friend. The most and freedom then, I ever fucking had in life was maturing out of that or growing out of that. I don't want to say maturing. Quality growing, over quantity. And dropping the fake friends. I mean, it, I got fucking peace in my life from that. Like, But it does happen at anybody's age. Like we can be blind to like people's faults or we can justify away bad behavior or we can be worried that we'll be left alone. Like that's, there's not an, that's not an age thing, but still, but still. <sighs> there's a lack of emotional maturity on the air quote, good friend, good friends part. Mm-hmm. Also, it's it's somebody. Meant, I think it was Sin said it in the uh, live chat. Is cha- it's catty gossip? Yeah. Yep. Like, and I just there's a reason mm-hmm. I have like one and a half friends in my life, like close, close, like know my you know government name and my kink life close friends because <laughs> I just don't I don't have time or patience for that bullshit. Like, just if I witness yeah. somebody in my sphere that's like that, I just immediately. Even if I, if I can't physically do it, I immediately mentally and emotionally withdraw. If you will talk about other people to me, you will absolutely talk about yep. me to other people. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time for it. I don't care. I right. do very well by myself. Thank you very much. So yeah, maybe my reaction is <laughs> not the standard reaction, but whatever. <sighs> that was our last one. <laughs> Went out with a bang. I, 
I don't know if I feel cleansed or if I'm a little pent up. Like, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Normally, this is like, like I got stuff of my own shit out of me somehow, and right now I just feel like I need to go outside and primal scream. I don't know if the neighbors would appreciate that though. Uh, but <laughs> look, if these people can go outside and like shoot their guns into the air, I should be able to go outside and You're just scream. Right. Okay. <laughs> but I also don't like to be perceived out in the actual world, so I probably won't. Um, oh my gosh. My heart's like pounding from that. You got your heart rate up on that one, it didn't did, you? It did, it did, it did. <laughs> okay, so that's all of our Reddit posts. Um, mm-hmm. If you are not currently on the kink side of Reddit and would like to be, uh, highly... Um, uh, encourage that the BDSM advice subreddit is very much a lot of the same. How do I do this? When the answer is always communicate, it's fucking always communicate, but every once in a while you get a gym. Um, and yeah, the mods are really good on that, uh, subreddit. They, if this doesn't fit or if it's gotten out of hand, they just shut shit down. Um, but uh, some of the comments I've read, it's like, I might not agree with the advice, but you can see it's not it's not harmful. Like it's genuinely yeah. like trying to be helpful. And then continue to beg, plead something. Please, please, BDSM underscore am I the asshole subreddit run by Rara. Just I I need more. I need more of your am I the asshole questions. I'll bet money you're not the fucking asshole, but maybe you are. I don't know. <laughs> I've never been in the position to say to somebody's post, yeah, you're the asshole here. Unless we did one. Maybe one I was like, yeah, I think you're the asshole. But now I don't remember. I don't remember now. Either. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it lets me like deal with conflict issues without actual conflict. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. We will do more of these in 2024. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe one day I'll go back to being the uh, organized professional I used to be and actually schedule these out. But <laughs> I'm not counting on it right now. Um, and yeah, we'll do a bonus section. I uh, lost words. I just. Okay. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel this like lump in my throat where there's still more something to get out like it started coming up and rising with the rants and it's not fully out it's like a pot that overboils. once it starts you know yeah, it's hard to something. shut it down yeah something. yeah i get it anyway. i get it okay um, we'll do anyway. it on a section now are we good i don't know keep, keep it kinky, kinky y'all and we'll see you in technically friday december 15th and then in 2024 Yes, baby girl. Can I talk to the crickets, please? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you took that better than I thought. If you would like to sit in silence while people stare at us, you go right ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the thing. I can't talk to them, but I can talk to you, and I will keep up a stream of consciousness. <laughs> not because I can't handle silence, because I'm okay with comfortable silence, but it's not comfortable when there's however many people just like staring at their screen or listening through their earbuds going, what the fuck is going on? Did they just stop? Did the whole thing just, is my is my app not working? Did they freeze? What's happening here? And then we've caused confusion and chaos where it didn't need to be. I prefer confusion and chaos that is like fun and noisy.
Well, but not I, too noisy because that's overstimulating. But, but I am the chaos goblin. No, you're the sadistic bastard. <laughs> I thought we established that. <laughs> I can't believe. Like, I get you edging mentally or physically me. And I even get you kind of doing it to the audience, but you're usually a kinder, gentler soul to the audience. <laughs> Mostly because they haven't yet consented <coughs> to you mentally or physically edging them. Like, I consented. I get it. I signed up for this. <laughs> but don't worry. The people I'm not talking to will know that, that you know, they're not being ignored. I, you and I, we'll keep, we'll keep going. Let's, let's make our christmas plans let's you know what are we doing for new year's other than the show i mean what do you what do you want to talk about daddy <laughs> go ahead thank you <laughs> uh by the way yes i still contend i'm not a brat <laughs> after I, all that yep <coughs> yep 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 <laughs> oh oh andre yes i saw your picture yeah. on fet i'm glad the paddle arrived mm -hmm. and sin you're right the crickets are agents of chaos i'm okay with that i fucking love it <laughs> um and after all that uh i didn't have anything specific to talk about i just wanted to like be here with folks that's <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Like I didn't have like a oh, let me tell you this thing because mostly it's home stuff. The uh, the oldest came home for just over twenty four hours. Uh, picked him up Monday afternoon from his apartment. Dropped him off Tuesday night. I did two two trips like that. Mm -hmm. I'm tired, uh, but it was glad I was glad to have him home. Um, he'll be home again on the twenty first, and then stay home for a few days through Christmas. Um, Lola's been, uh, I don't know what to call her today, but she's just been restless. Yeah. Yeah. Back and forth. You mm -hmm. know what? I think, I think we were lulled into a false sense of security. We recorded this morning, the Monday video slash podcast episode, and she did not want to come in, go out. Mm -mm. She like, normally we're like, oh shit, there's Lola a wooing in the background, which I've started to just let it fucking stay in the recording. Mm. Like whatever. I'm not editing that out. Um, at least on the video. Um, and she wasn't even around to like do it. Like she no. was just napping on the couch. So. And then when we started recording this, um, Onyx came in the room, mm -hmm. and she was overly interested in what Onyx was doing. Yes. And Onyx is being, what's the phrase I've heard used on the interwebs? A stage five clinger with you. Yeah. Like, she's more of a stage three with me. Like, if I stand still near a flat surface, she will jump up there and, like, in her very raspy meow, demand attention. Mm -hmm. But you, she jumped in your lap this morning while you were sitting at your desk, and you were still wearing your fuzzy robe, which is the exact same color as Onyx, so she, all you can sometimes she see are her eyes. In, yeah. And she got comfy, did a full loaf, like her tail was completely tucked. Not a full loaf, because one paw was out, but it literally wrapped around him like she was hugging him. I was like, okay. Am I being like, is she trying to edge me out here and be like, no, this is my man? Well, well that, okay. was, that was like the third or fourth time she'd gotten in my lap this morning. And as, as she's aging and maturing, is she 
maybe going to settle down and be less skittish? Maybe. I mean, she's moving at a snail's fucking pace about it. Not with yeah. you. With you, she's like, you know, you're the cat whisperer. You're you're her you're her daddy as much as you're mine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> with me, it's just, a, oh, yes, I, I demand affection from you in this instance. Don't. Don't give it to me any other time or any other way or, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. But yeah, I mean, we have been working, but we slowed down a bit because, yeah. we, you know, we, <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny to me how quickly what you perceive as quote normal can shift and change. We, in a very short amount of time, kind of got adjusted to Black Friday levels of orders coming in and just like being smacked in the face with like how busy we are. And then it slowed down after our Black Friday sale ended, which makes total sense. And then we were sitting around going, oh my gosh, why is December so slow? It's really not (laughs) for a fine month, but it's like compared to what it was. Right. Yeah. It feels all weird. So yeah, we're still working, but I think I've probably spent as much time dealing with parenting stuff this week as I have with work stuff. So Whereas at the end of November, it was very much a, oh, I'm somebody's mother. I'm so sorry. You're going to have to wait a second. I got shit to do. <laughs> do you want Christmas this year? You need me to go work. Um, but yeah. So, yeah. I mean, me, I'm looking forward to the break. Um, I probably still will be doing some work, just not Yeah. in the uh, frenzy, f- frenetic yeah yeah pace that i've been going at sure i mean yeah because we uh, we have sold out of some stuff that we'd like to Mm -hmm. uh get back in stock and there's some things you're like personal stuff projects you're working on and yeah you know yeah but Mm -hmm. you've proclaimed many times to me now many times as if i might forget that the moment the break starts he will not be waking up to an alarm that's right several times i have heard Mm -hmm. this i'm like got it got it got it (laughs) Well, you know what? Why well, I'm doing that mm. because I'm trying to get it set in my subconscious, oh. so that I don't, you know, automatically wake up at six a.m. I mean, there have been a couple of days you did a really good job of not waking up early, and That's I true. was the first one up. You were, which is a strange phenomenon. Um, it throws my whole morning routine off because I have, <laughs> I have a routine of how I get out of bed because it's usually I'm the last one out of bed. So it's like, mm-hmm. get up, go to the bathroom, put clothes on because yes, we sleep naked. Uh, <laughs> make the bed do, and I have a whole like order and system that I do my mornings. And when I wake up first, that's just shot to fucking hell. And my brain goes, what? Okay, how do I do this? What what happens next? So. But I'm always happy to see you, like, getting some extra sleep. Yeah. So it's not like I'm going to come wake you up and be like, you're fucking up my routine, man. What are we doing here? Like, I'm not going to do that. Good thing you don't. No, I'm not that brave or stupid. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I'd have to be both. And I'm neither, thankfully. <laughs> so. Oh, my goodness. I feel like there's other stuff. But we also have the Friday night live stream, which mm-hmm. podcast listeners, that's the day this episode comes out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that will be shenanigans. Oh, yeah. The first 30 minutes will not be. The 9.30 to 10 o'clock, like, half hour, that's just, we got to ease into shit, okay? <laughs> we got to, like, get settled. Um, but, yeah, from 10 o'clock on. And we don't have to be anywhere Saturday morning, which is the first time in a hot minute that we haven't had, like, an obligation on, like, a Saturday morning. So 
that means when we go to bed, we we can really sleep in. Hopefully, maybe. Please God. Uh, <laughs> so that that would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I need to do some. Uh, I have been pushing so much. It's like you know, on on a normal time, come Friday, you know, I kind I sweep up the shop, I clean up, you know, and put things away. No. That has not been happening no, for a I walked, while now. I walked in on Saturday to grab something out of the shop. Your jacket was over here. A yeah. half-finished thing was there. I was like, what? Did he just, like, go, fuck it, I'm out, and turn around and walk out? Like, what the hell? Or it was more like you wandered away and forgot to wander back. I didn't yeah. know, but I was like, this is, this is not normal. Yeah. This yeah. is not normal. That's, uh, so, so, yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, something that's on the radar, too, to kind of get things... A little cleaned up, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh God, silent. Yeah. I feel like either I've it's a, a warning, a promise. <laughs> silent is basically telling me that my ass is uh, grass come Friday night for the demos for dollars. <laughs> no, no, I don't need you doing the evil laugh too. God damn it. <laughs> um. What else? There's probably other things. I'm just like. My brain is perpetually fried right now. Like I can, mm-hmm. I can do what needs to be done, but like intricate thought. <laughs> oh, well today, this is actually the second time it's happened in the past like day and a half. But today I ran around like a chicken with my head cut off because I had convinced myself that a paddle that needed to be made to order from the Black Friday sale we had, which we guaranteed would be shipped out by a certain date if you ordered during the Black Friday sale, I was convinced I had somehow forgotten to prep it so JB could make it. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm trying to make notes of like, like after the live stream, make sure you prep this paddle so it can be made and then we'll put a rush order on it, blah, 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 blah. And then I like was walking, sort of racing back over to where we keep orders as we get them made and we're ready to ship them. And it was there, I just hadn't seen it, but it was in the spot it belonged in and my eyes had gone right over it and I'd gone into an immediate panic and I was like, I need a nap. But what I got instead was an espresso. <laughs> and then I was sad because I nap let myself. I let myself try something new, which I'm not always good at. Um, at Dunkin', because the if you have the Dunkin' app in December, you can get a iced or hot medium latte for two dollars. Great. Mm-hmm. And if I can get it for cheap or free, I will try new flavors. But if I have to fucking pay for it, it has to be something I know I like. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, and I had to pay for it, but it was $2. So I ordered their brown sugar cookie. Like I got a nice latte with their brown sugar cookie, I think it's called syrup. I hadn't tried it before. It's fucking delicious. I will be getting it. But I like to get oat milk in my lattes because, ooh, regular, regular, not lactate milk. (laughs) Nope, not doing it. So I'm like, oh, I'll get oat milk. I like oat milk get to the drive-thru like we're out of oat milk i was so goddamn disappointed i was like this is not the latte i signed up for but did i still drink every drop every fucking drop yes yeah you did i did have to bring it home and doctor it because the almond milk is fine but it's i like oat milk better i don't know and i don't consider myself like an oat milk girly like only in my lattes Mm. when normally you'd put like whole milk or something in well (sighs) 
I don't know. I'm chaotic today, as always. Like, I don't know why I act like it's a special thing or a random thing. <laughs> no, no. I'm just... You know what? I realize part of it is... I don't know if I can say that I mask. I, maybe that's what somebody else would say. Because I, I don't have any official, like, diagnoses. And I don't... Yeah, I just have feelings about using certain terminology. But if that's what I usually do, when I'm in this space with y'all... I don't feel like I have to as much. Like I don't like, yeah, I want to come across as knowledgeable. I want to effectively communicate my thoughts on a subject. So either I help somebody or I spark a thought in a conversation for somebody else or what, you know, the things we try to do here. Yes. Um, but letting my inner goofball out and just going, you know what? This is a chaotic mind in here. You can look at some of it with me. You know? I just, it's a comfort thing where I'm like, yeah. And, you know, I know that that not everybody vibes with it and likes it. And those folks tend to see themselves out. And that's fine. You know, we should all get to only consume the content that you actually you to, like. Yeah. And that when you vibe with the people. And if you don't vibe with us, my feelings are not hurt. Go forth. Find who you vibe with. But, yeah. Because I think it was, um, was it? Junie, who said it at the top of the stream in the live chat, where I was podcast listeners, you could not actually see, but I bet you could tell from my voice, I was all over the place. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Junie was like, the hand stems. I was like, yeah, the, yeah. Hand, the hand stems. <laughs> yeah. See, what y'all can't, <laughs> what y'all don't get to witness is the basically constant movement I do. Like in the kitchen, if I have to stand still and wait for something, I'm not standing still. Who no, stands you're not. Still? There's no standing still. Or the constant noise. I t like, I'll either be super, super quiet. That's when my brain is loud, quite frankly. The quieter I physically am, the louder the brain is. Hmm. Or I'm just constantly making noise. I'm not always speaking t intelligible words, but I'm always making noise. And I just thought that was normal until I started learning about my kids' diagnoses. And I was like, it's normal to me because it's what I do and nobody, to my knowledge, I don't have any memories of anybody ever making me feel weird about it. Mm. But I do know that I only do that in places where I'm extremely comfortable. Mm. Like I do know enough to, I don't just do that out at random. Mm. If I find myself doing that in like out in public randomly, oh, I get really like freaked out. Like, what am I doing? But that, of course, with all of that being said, the first thing the 18 year old says to me when he gets in the car, when I go to pick him up yeah, on what Monday, he's like, when are you going to go get yourself dealt with mom? <laughs> it's like, well, I, it feels like an old tired excuse to go when I finally can check all of you, you guys off my fucking list. Cause everybody else has issues. I don't want to <laughs> say that as a parent. Cause I don't want my kids to think that they are the reason that I'm somehow not doing something for myself. But anybody who's a parent knows that taking care of your kids will often, if not always, come first. Yeah. And they have needs and I'm going to focus on them. Mm -hmm. JB has needs and I'm going to focus on them. But the, as the oldest gets more and more aware that there's life beyond him, he's like, when are you going to deal with you? And he always like has this kind of like look and this like, mm, like all of that. And I'm like, all of that? It's... <laughs> what makes me memorable and quirky even though i don't love the term quirky but whatever like quirky there's something about quirky it's like 
I don't know. I can't put into words what I don't like about it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind it as a word in general. But when somebody says, I am quirky, I'm like, mm, that feels, what's the word? There's a word. Reductive. It's reductive. Mm. Yeah. Oh, Junie, yeah. That child is extremely, like, he's self-aware and he's mm. oh, yeah. starting to use that power externally. And yeah, he, yeah. He's very emotionally intelligent and I, I love that for him. He is struggling socially sometimes because he's like, he's being real self-aware and his friends are like, oh, it's okay. You don't, your feelings are valid. And he was like, oh, no, no, that's not, let me translate into like, and I'm like, oh. Well, I guess I know where you got it from. Oh, <laughs> oh goodness. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I could stay here all day. I, I don't. I have to like go no. do other things. Um, I don't have anything even to talk about or say. I could just be. I don't know. I keep. I have threatened for more than a year to just do random lives where we're not actually like educating informing, or even entertaining and just like be there on live with people. I think it's because what I want to do is under certain circumstances with specific people and certain people actually be around people, but I have to do it online because we're all scattered across the fucking world. But I mean, do people just do that? (laughs) They just go live with no agenda, no purpose. Whoever shows up, we're just, so then there'll be like minutes of silence because you're just existing. I don't know. I'm sure somebody does that because if you can have a thought, it means somebody else has also had the thought and probably done Mm -hmm. the thing. But yeah, I would just do that. But I also recognize I that's a lot of us, like I don't usually drink espresso and I did not get a decaf. Did not get a decaf. Yeah, I wisely got the decaf because that's my third coffee today. Right. That was my second. And it's like mm-hmm. only a couple of shots of espresso. It's not a big drink. So <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but also my my mind has been like chaotic even before I had espresso. So Yeah. So can I really blame the espresso? Probably not. Probably not. Probably not. Okay, we should probably go. I have yeah. things I have to do before I have to go do other things mm-hmm. before I can then do even more things. Yep, I'm planning on going out in the shop. I saw you had your work clothes like laid, like, out. laid yeah. out and ready to go. Yep. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. we're right. going to go. We'll be back on YouTube live that part Friday, December 15th. Podcast uh-huh. listeners, that's the day this episode goes live. Uh, <laughs> 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, hopefully we'll see you then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. 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 I'm hitting buttons. Bye.